Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, I'm Jerry Jacobs Jr., and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. <laughs> the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. The Save My Catholic Marriage Minute is for you if your marriage has very little or no emotional closeness, your wife has asked for a divorce or separation, your wife has left the home, or you are separated. You, Your wife and you live in separate bedrooms, your marriage is just plain boring or has no passion you engage in a mental embrace less than weekly or severe, less than monthly. You are divorced but didn't want it. In this 49th episode, I ask, what are the clues your wife wants a divorce? Plus, live calls answering your marriage questions. So please call now and get in the queue. Has your wife asked for a divorce or separation? Do you or your wife argue constantly? Has intimacy in the bedroom been lackluster? Are you unable to get your husband to listen? I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages, so why don't you get in the queue so I can help you? Call 313-RADICAL. That's 313-723-4225. Or call from your browser at callingstudio.com slash radical one. Don't wait. Get in the queue now to get some resolution to your marriage confusion. So the quote of the day. Quote, 
The very fact that a man or a woman seeks a new partner is proof that there never was any love at all. For though sex is replaceable, love is not. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So why this this next little segment is to to talk to you, the ones that are new or once the show is recorded, um, listen to the show for the first time and that don't really understand, like, why should you listen to me on marriage advice or your Catholic marriage or your Protestant marriage? (laughs) Doesn't matter. The principles are still the same. The thing is that I take it deeper um, with the Catholic faith um, to help you understand what marriage truly is about. As a man, um, and the main problem that I have that I see is men don't listen. They think they got time to answer. Their wife is unhappy. Their family's unhappy. Um, and they just don't understand that things happen. Um, and as a man, if you sit back and try to take care of it later, but guess what? Later never comes. Um, and so um, me as Jerry Jacobs Jr., you know, uh, my story, just to go quickly over it, is my first wife, um, I was married um, at like 19 years old, uh, we were we were fine for like 16 years. Uh, well, I'm not going to say 16 years, maybe 13 or 14 years. <laughs> uh, we were in the Air Force. Uh, once we got out of the Air Force, I made the, big, the great, great mistake of uh, taking my wife back to my hometown, where, of course, my family was not is not the most uh, family that is really always around or is very talkable or, or engaging. Um, so my wife, she was kind of by herself. She felt like she's by herself because I had to work. I was working 10, 12 hours a day um, and that stuff like that, man, women are high maintenance. <laughs> they high maintenance, baby. Um, and if you neglect your wife, which is what I basically did, I'm working 12 hours a day. I never even gave the uh, indication that I was messing around with other women, but then I started getting accusations that, you know, you're messing, I'm, I'm messing around with other women. She was telling me I'm messing around with other women and things like that. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So we go over the stupid arguments like that. They didn't really, you know, uh, at the time I just dismissed my wife as just being over emotional or whatever, but she wasn't being over emotional. I was her husband. I was her beloved. She loved me. And she thought that I was, um, could possibly because I worked so late and the, the nature of my job, I was always around a lot of women and stuff. And she thought that, you know, you know, things work on your mind. And that's what she thought. Well, over the years, well, after that, after we moved back, um, me and her, it just went bad. Um, She's, you know, problems got bad, really bad. And so she got to the point where she'd go home, fly home to New Mexico to her to the Indian Reservation, and then I had to call her on the phone and ask her to come back and try to get her to bring the boys back. And she'd come back, and then a, a year, a little year or two later, she'd leave again. And that was just a that right there was just a cycle that kept going and going. And I didn't know how to put an end to it. I thought she was okay, but she wasn't. You know, uh, then all of a sudden she leaves. I come home one one day. Her and the boys are gone for good. They've moved out. And what am I doing? I mean, I'm looking around like, where's everybody at? 
And I called my wife. She answered the phone. She said she's leaving me. She just moved out. She's not happy. Um, she's got the kids with her. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. So then um, over the next year or two, you know, she's filing for divorce. And I'm just sitting there letting her go. I'm not participating in the divorce because I didn't believe we should have got one. But she wanted one. And then she she gets we're in divorce court. We go to divorce court and it's bad, man. And then come to find out my wife has leukemia and it's the kind of leukemia that there's no nearly no cure for. So at the age of 35, my wife dies of leukemia. And um, I'm left with my boys. And um, and that's kind of the way it ended. It was sad and it was very distraught. And um, I don't I didn't really know what to do. Um, just to be honest with you, that's a situation that you really just don't know what to do. But what we did was we leaned, I leaned on my boys, we stuck together, and, and we got through it. Um, but that's what I, and so that's why I created Catholic Alpha. Um, that's why um, I created Catholic Alpha for my boys also, so that they, they could have somewhere to go to understand what it means to be a man the way Christ would have us be. Um, and that's why the Catholic Alpha Radical Live show is here. You know, uh, for a year or two, I did the, the show where I just did like everybody's pocket, you know, pockets, everybody else. I just, you know, taped the show and, and then I just put it up and whoever listened, listened, whoever didn't, didn't, you know, um, and it was, the podcast was okay, but it didn't have no fire and passion to it with the way it did. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but it, it, you know, I just, it didn't, I was got to the point where I wasn't motivated to do it. And so, because I want to help people. And so, and cause I, I'm very distraught about this marriage problem because I understand that God does not want divorce. Really, in God's eyes, there's no such thing as divorce. And people that get divorced are basically in mortal sin. Um, if they're if they're messing around with other people, um, or they've moved out of their house with their husbands or wives and things like that, people just don't understand commitment today and how to stick together. And I understand commitment is tough, but also a lot of things too, man. Um, commitment is tough, but no one wants to be unhappy and what happens is the pain it'll it'll the pain when you're unhappy in your marriage it gets worse and worse and worse men our problem women their problem women don't really have a problem women they sense it really quick like okay the emotional closeness is leaving something's wrong so what women start doing is nagging you like okay dude this i'm unhappy about this this ain't right that ain't right what you gonna do you gonna make this right what are you gonna do you know and so women, over time, they really it doesn't take them long to really start fi- trying to fix the marriage. And so basically what happens at the beginning is when there are marriage problems, which means what? The emotional closeness in your marriage is leaving. That's when the, mo- the problems start, is when one of the partners, usually the wife, 99% of the time, realizes the emotional closeness in the marriage is leaving. And once that happens, then she will be like, what am I here for? I'm getting out of here. But basically, she's trying to work on the marriage by herself without any help from her husband because he thinks everything's fine because he's a lughead. Because he's got a thing. I got to go out and go to work. I got to go out and make money. I got to you know, do all this other stuff. Another stuff which includes your high-maintenance wife. <laughs> no matter if she has a billion dollars or she doesn't have a dollar to her name. Women are high maintenance, and if you don't give them attention and and show them that you care, they will start to think you don't love them anymore, and they will start to plan to leave your butt. Okay, that's how it works. That's how relationships work. 
And if you know that as a man, it's still hard to do it. That's why you need, that's where Jerry comes in. I'm the marriage coach. I will help you. Okay. Um, but what do most guys do? They wait till it's too late. Their wife has worked on the marriage for a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. The problem is she'll know what to do, but she's trying her best to work on it. What do men do? They ignore it. That's another, that's another problem I could take care of later because my wife, she's going to always be there. And then you come home one day and you're like Jerry and your wife is gone. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's priority number negative 25, which means it's not priority one. It's, we go on the other side of the zero. We're like, it's negative. Like, this is so. This problem is so big. I gotta try to solve it right now. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look there on the internet. And I'm gonna try to find all these one-hit wonders of how to fix my marriage in 25 seconds. <laughs> and then when that doesn't work, I'll go on the internet and I'll try to do it again and try to figure out how to fix my marriage in one day. And that doesn't work. Then I go talk to my mother and my father and all of my friends and all that kind of crap. And they don't know what to do either. Then I'll go and talk to my pastor or my priest. And guess what they do? They try to help you, but they don't know what to do either. They send you to, guess what? A marriage counselor. You go to the marriage counselor. The marriage counselor sits there. You guys can't get along. So the marriage counselor doesn't know what to do. So guess what the marriage counselor does? Teacher says, hey, it's probably best if you guys break up. It's probably best if you get a divorce because you know what? You'll be happier and the kids will be happy. But guess what? That's the devil talking. That's a lie. You will not be happy. You won't. The kids will be unhappy. Your family is tore up and you're screwed. And then guess what? Your wife, even though she's Catholic, will. She knows that you're not supposed to divorce. But when women get like get hurt deeply, they could care less. My wife right now is probably listening to this podcast. And I believe that my wife would never leave me. But that's, a delu that's an illusion. I know if my wife, and she's Catholic, my wife is an Orthodox Catholic, one of them kind of Catholics that doesn't care. God is number, God's number one, and she's going to do everything she can to please God. But guess what? Guess what? If she got unhappy and this marriage started going south and everything started turning to crap, Guess what? Even though she knows she ain't supposed to get divorced, guess what she's going to try to do? She's going to get a divorce. She's going to go get a lawyer. She's going to go to the Noma Tribunal, and that's what she's going to do. <laughs> I'm not, I am not under any illusions. Everybody's, everybody gets along until they don't get along. And men, our problem is we put things off too long, not just too long, ultra long, so long that my wife has buried her feelings for me so deep that they're so deep that they're down to her toes now under her feet. That's how deep her feelings have been buried. Why? Because the pain, it hurts when you lose your husband, when he doesn't pay attention to you, when you feel he doesn't love you anymore. Now, I just went over this stuff, and if you're listening and you think I'm lying and I don't know what I'm talking about, well, that's your problem. I talk to hundreds of men a year, most of them don't join my program. That's because they think they know everything or they're lazy or they, they don't have no heart for, the, for work. They don't have no heart to suffer like Christ. That's their problem. Okay? you got to get in the game. When your wife comes to you and says, I want a divorce, she is not playing with you. <laughs> when your wife comes to you and says, I think we need some time apart, she's not playing with you. All right? 
She's very serious and she's emotionally confused, but she doesn't care. She just knows it hurts. And I can't stand being around you no more because I'm not, I didn't sign up for bad sex, washing dishes, trash, having all these babies and working eight to 12 hours a day. I didn't sign up for that and I'm done. <laughs> okay. So that's, I'm, I'm going to try my best to help you guys five days a week, Monday through Friday, starting at 10 a.m. Um, and I'll be here uh, for as long as, you know, I'll do my show. And if you want to talk, all you got to do is call. You can call in on your phone at 313-RADICAL. That's 313-723-4225. That's all you got to do. You'll call. I'll see the, um, I'll see it. And then after the next break, I will uh, let you, um, I will let you in. Um, so, um, right now, um, we're going to go on and we are going to try our best to, um, get things going. You can also call from your browser. You don't have to call from your phone. You can call at, uh, callingstudio.com slash, um, cat or radical one. All right. So, well, I want you guys to know that this is the, let's rock this. Okay. Let's rock this. I'm passionate about what I want to do. I want to help you. If you listen and we work together with the Holy spirit, we can get this done. The thing about this is if, if I tell you something, do it. <laughs> I coached, I coach a lot of men every, every week. If you listen and do what I'm asking you to do, it will work. If you don't do what I ask you to do, you'll be two years from now. Your wife will you'll walk home. Your wife will tell you, I don't want to be with you no more. And, and she'll be gone. And she will have you get a lawyer. You will get a lawyer. You'll pay thousands and thousands of dollars. Then half of your 401k will be gone. Half of your money will be gone. You'll be paying child support and alimony. And you'll both be living in different houses. This is a reality. I talk to men all the time and to women. Please, this is you're in a critical situation and you just don't know it. All those people who you know that have gotten divorced, they were like you. In a dream world, guess what? It flipped overnight. It flipped for me. And what it was, was I was in my marriage with my second wife, my beloved Mary Kathleen. And the same crap, I thought everything was cool. The same crap that started happening when it was in my first marriage started happening to me in this marriage, in my second marriage. And I told myself, what is the common denominator between those two marriages? What do most guys do? They don't look in the mirror. They go, well, that's her problem. It ain't my problem. She's the problem. When she fixes herself, I'll fix myself. <laughs> How illogical is that? So you got two grown-ass people Two grown-ass people, and neither one of them, they both say to themselves, well, when he fixes himself, I'll fix myself. When she fixes herself, I'll fix me. That's real illogical. But guess who goes? God, that's, so it doesn't matter what you or your wife think. It matters what God thinks. So in the eyes of God, who's responsible for the marriage? I'll, sit, I'll be sit quiet for two seconds and let you think about it. Ding, 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 ding. You're right. The man is responsible. So if you're the leader and you're the one responsible, God gave you responsibility, then guess what? <laughs> you, it's your job to fix yourself first, and then your wife and children will fix themselves. It's not going to happen any other way. All right? 
So let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. So what are the behaviors of a troubled wife? Moreover, what are the clues your wife displays when she is unhappy and considering on planning to leave your marriage? A more important reason is why? Do you know? Do you even care? Those of you listening who think your wife will never leave you are in a dream world. And if right now the answer to the question, are you and your wife as emotionally close as you could be or no or I'm not sure? You have entered the wife's exit strategy zone where your wife considering or has considered what to do about the lack of emotional connection in your marriage. Why? Because for her, this is the most important thing above God, the children, her duty as a wife or mother. Your wife will only stay with you for a long, a little while. Eventually, every wife has her pain threshold. Once she reaches it, she's gone, and there's nothing you can do but get professional help because you can't do it by yourself. I'm telling you, you can't. And marriage counselors and priests and pastors do not know what to do. And I'm not dogging them. I'm just letting you know if they did, wouldn't people wouldn't come to me and other marriage coaches. <laughs> All right. All right. So once the closest is gone, she will start telling herself, this is not what I signed up for. Then comes the question, can I be happier with him or without him? If the answer is I can be happier, sadly, she will start planning her exit strategy and you, her husband, will not even suspect it. For this reason, the clues in this series are so valuable as they give you an idea of what is about to happen. If you are willing to see and act upon them, if you make the rookie mistake, and I do mean rookie mistake, and think she's being emotional or I'll take care of this later, you'll find that later never comes and your wife and family have exited stage left. Because I know from experience that no one teaches us how to be and build a great, loving, passionate, and exciting marriage over decades. And that's the problem. People get married or guys, people are in a marriage right now, and they just looking at tomorrow or maybe next year. You've got to remember, you've got to learn, even if you're 50 years old right now, you've got 50 more years of marriage. <laughs> If you're 20 years old right now, you have 80 more years of marriage. Are you going to do you want to get to a point in your marriage where everybody's uh, you feel like roommates? You come home every day. You're 70 years old. You're 30 years old. You eat. You watch TV. You might have sex for five minutes and then you go to bed and get them do it all over again. Is that happiness? Is that thrilling? Is that what God wants from you in your marriage? Of course not. Of course not. This is why I'm asking you as a man to please open your freaking eyes and look at your environment and your home and see what's going on. Look at your wife. Learn how she moves. Learn how she thinks. Learn how she, you know, if she wakes up and, 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 doesn't, and doesn't look like herself or feel like herself. Give her some attention. She is your beloved. Learn her mysteries. Please don't be a darn statistic. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of walking out here every day and people that were, you, all you hear is how divorced, from divorced people. That's all you hear from divorced people. The people who are happily married, you don't even see them. You don't. And I'm telling you, if you're a man listening to this podcast, this show right now, 
your wife, when she starts to feel unhappy, or even if she is happy, it doesn't matter. When she steps outside that door, guess who's going to talk to her? All the divorced and single women. I guarantee you. You know why? Because they're miserable. And they want your wife to be miserable too. And you know what? If you ain't on your job, your wife's going to listen to them, no matter how hard she tries not to. Okay? So, in my effort to help you, I'll present to you the clues that if noticed or better yet removed from your marriage will help you rekindle it and save you and your family much pain and agony. In today's episode, we cover clue number 11, that your wife wants a divorce. And after the break, we're going to take our, I think we're going to take our first caller if he's still there. And uh, I have a, another special guest for today. All right. So if you want to get in the queue, call 313-RADICAL. That's 313-7223-4225. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. So I am going to bring on our first caller if he's still there. I hope he is. Hello, Scott. Are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, brother. How you doing? Just good. I'm a first time caller, long time listener. Oh really, Scott? Then they, yeah. your that voice sounds very familiar. Do I have you? Have we talked before? Yes, we have. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. Well, let's rock this, man. So let I, I, I'm. Your voice does sound familiar, so I don't care. Oh, I, I know who it is, man. What are you doing, man? I, I, I got your email a couple of weeks ago. And I'm on here for that reason. Oh, okay. Let's rock, man. Don't don't embarrass me too bad. <laughs> All right. I've got Judge Joan Beyer, who sat on family court bench for 20 years, is now the mediator on my divorce case. And I'm about to hit her with a canon so strong, she's going to have to turn both judges that have failed to administer to the law. And they have to allow me to save my marriage. I found the law that will do it. Really? And it's in the Bible. It's in the Catholic Bible only, though. It's not in the Protestant King James or the New International Version. May I share what it is? Yeah. If you go to uh, Book of Matthew, chapter 19, verse 9, in a New American Bible, you have to have the printed version, because I have a downloaded 
a Bible that I read from online, but it doesn't match the words in the Bible. And on chapter 19 in Matthew, verse 9, it says, I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, and marries another woman. Amen. And it's adult. There is nothing in the Catholic faith that gives us men the right to divorce a woman. Amen. You guys, are, you guys aren't familiar with it. Even adultery and physical abuse are not reasons for divorce. It's a reason to separate, but those are the only two reasons to separate. Am I correct, Jerry? Yes, brother. Brother, we have talked about that many a times. It's only two reasons. Well, and I've been praying anywhere from 45 hours to an hour and 30 minutes a day on good days. And I go to church twice a week. I'll be going to confession tonight again for probably the 50th time in 70 weeks of being separated from my wife. Mm-hmm. And I'll be confessing all the sins that I've committed in the last two weeks because I was in a transition where I couldn't make last week's confessional. But I am prepared to take my civil case for divorce all the way to the Supreme Court, which God has protected us Catholic men by having seven Supreme Court justices that are Catholic or raised Catholic. And they will follow the law. And there's a, a case in Ohio that says through the appellate court that the wife did not want the divorce from her husband. And she found and a ruling that made it religious, and the husband was not granted the divorce. So the first thing you have to do is follow the Canaan law as men, and that's what I'm doing to a T. And I've been setting my wife up since the day before I started dating her, which was October the 3rd, 2014. Uh Because I never dated her, guys. I courted her. Jerry teaches dating for sex, courting is for marriage. My wife and I practiced celibacy towards one another until our wedding day, and then we Made love. (laughs) (laughs) And she's dropping all kinds of clues through the court case. She wants back in. She put a restraining order on the place in Florida because she doesn't want me to be down in Florida having a good time while she's up here struggling. Uh Uh-huh. So, so Scott, have you talked to her? Or is it still, still the same? I'll be talking to her next Monday. It'll be the first time I've seen her in a year and a quarter on next Monday. Beautiful. And I'll be dressed up in my military dress blues from a Zoom conference with two female judges. And I'll take a female judge any day of the week over really? a male judge. Why? Oh, yeah. Because Judge Christine Ward graduated from Bellarmine University, which is a Catholic college. Judge Joan Byer, who's the mediator, who's a retired judge, she graduated from Loyola University College of Law, which is a Catholic college in Los Angeles. Uh huh. And Judge Joan Byer made the one mistake that I found out of 40 to 50,000 cases. I found a case study where she actually took Kevin Andrews son, I mean daughter away from him with a domestic violence order and the Kentucky appellate court overturned it. So I'm going to meet making her aware of that come Monday that don't ever ask a woman to do a man's job. And I'm going to put her in her place. And she's going to have to turn in Judge Ward and Judge Webb. You remember the black gentleman I told you played basketball for UofL? Yes. He violated the professional code of ethics under the judicial canon 1.1 and judicial canon 2.15, A, B, C, and D. He has to turn any judge or lawyer into the professional authorities for that because we have to have trust in the judiciary. And they have to exceed 
codes of ethics. And all of us don't trust the judges. It's because there's not enough men leading these courts that are men of character. Exactly. So when you let's talk more about your wife. So when you when you I, I know you and you're very passionate. What do you already know how you're going to talk? What you're going to if you're going to try to say something or not? Or are you just going to kind of go with the flow? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to use the law against her. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that's pleasant to share with you guys. But my wife sexually assaulted me on the morning of August the 6th, 2015, before we were married. Mm. And it's a felony that I can hold over her head for the rest of her life. So a man that knows the Bible knows the law. You don't have sex with women prior to marriage. And she tried to have sex with me. I had to pull her hand off my penis. <laughs> that is sexual assault. You're crazy. And man. I'm going to I'm going to use that against her as soon as I get on the phone. Uh-huh. On the Zoom call. And I'm it's a confidential communication and I will use it against her to force a hand and I said and if you keep on pushing this I will push this all the way up to the Supreme Court of the United States where there's seven justices that are catholic that have been catholic influenced. I've been studying the law that much. So beautiful. So that brings me to the question of if you you said if you you you're going to tell her or her lawyer whichever one you can address probably her lawyer you'll be addressing if you can push if 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 you keep pushing this then I'm gonna push this so your ultimate goal is to get her to at least have a conversation and talk about why are we doing this and and try to pull and try to you know try to have conversations with each other again and stuff right yeah because I'm gonna use the same tactic you taught me. Can I be a little expli- expletive in this conversation? Yeah, but don't because we're, be fa- yeah, we're on Facebook, so just don't be, okay. say a lot of sexual terms. Guys, Jerry taught me at the last ditch resort you have to do, get into counseling. And when you get into counseling, shut the H-E double hockey sticks up <laughs> and let your wife talk and badger you, degrade you, berate you. Whatever she has to do is get off your chest and just say, I'm here to serve support my wife and learning about my wife. And after about two or three sessions, she will literally start to cower down. Am I correct, Jerry? Yeah. Yep. And the other thing is it's in the book of Ephesians, which we've talked about the book of Ephesians, every man over 25 who's ever talked to another man knows that wives are supposed to submit to the husbands. I've gone even deeper into that. And verse 33 says wives are supposed to fear their husbands. And the way you, Make a wife fear you as you make them so afraid of failing you as a husband. You do it by loving God. And I've been using the power of God to be that lightning bolt towards my wife. And I do nothing but expose the truth because that's what my grandfather, who died a married man to his wife of 49 years, my grandmother, Mm -hmm. he said there's only two things a woman ever needs in life, the truth, and you constantly go after her heart. I've been setting my wife up since. The summer of 1985, when I first laid eyes on her as a 19-year-old soldier, and she lit up a cigarette, and I walked away from her. I've been waiting for this opportunity to expose that, and I've already put it in the email to the the mediator that for 29 years of your life, you were floundering around with all the wrong guys because you lit up a cigarette. It goes against the temple of God. And I'm not saying my dad and mom never smoked because they did, but I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. And all I'm saying is, guys, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything you want in life. And I'm prepared to take, and I don't have a degree either in law, by no means. 
I just have a heart for God and I'm using God and using King Solomon, first Kings three sixteen. I'm using book of Luke chapter 12, verse 48. I'm using the book of Romans chapter four, verse 17, but most importantly, the book of Ephesians chapter five, verses 21 through 33. So when you talk to her next week or see her, man, the main thing is try now, though this is a little hard for you, but try your best to be empathetic and sympathetic and think like how she's thinking. That'll help you when you get to talk. That'll help you come across as understanding, an understanding husband, a loving man who's empathetic and who's trying to understand. Uh, if you come across really hard, even when you have to do the things you don't want to do, right? Even when you got to say, look, I, I don't want to do this, but if, if I'll, I'll put this law against you if you don't, whatever. You still want to come across as I have to do this because this is the only way that I can get you to see that I'm a changed man type of thing. Does that make sense? Correct. Yeah, and I'll, t- I'll tell you something, Jerry. Um, I'm the first to advocate for this right now. When I found out my wife had had a $70,000 student loan that goes to 2041 after being married for two and a half years, mm-hmm. all I did was complain like a woman complains. I can't believe you didn't tell me this. How could you do this to me? Right, right. I found out on September 6th last year that my wife had lived with her ex-husband prior to marriage and they conceived their oldest daughter out of wedlock. She had never told me that in the seven years we were together. And I immediately wrote her a cursive letter and I said, Misty, I just wanted to let you know, I know about the situation with Brittany and I have nothing but empathy and compassion. And guys, this would have never happened if I had not participated in Jerry's program from December the 28th of 2021 through about what, July of last year? Something like that. I would have never been able to have that empathy, and it all comes down to prayer. And my favorite prayer is the litany of humility. It will strip you of your ego, and that's one of the biggest failures that men do. We think we all know what's better than anybody else. And the mm-hmm. litany of the humility is my favorite prayer. To the point, I dug so far into the law, I actually took my grandfather's advice, and he told me no news is good news. So I went into the Louisville Courier Journal and found out her dad had been arrested for grand larceny. He had been arrested for um, armed robbery. He had been arrested for vagrancy. He had been arrested for drunken driving. He had been arrested for conspiracy to commit a felony. And he had been arrested for stealing a car. This was all prior to becoming Misty's father. And because of that, Misty has never had a man of character in her life until she met me. And I sat back and thought about what my grandfather, who was a man of character, told me about women and I had to do the end around. I used a military move on it called flanking and thrusting, just like football. You flank to the right or left. <laughs> yeah. You let them attack you and then you get everybody behind you from a biblical sense. And I'm now using the Bible against her to scare the bejesus out of her to either she goes to counseling or she's going to have to face criminal so, allegations. So Scott, going to be convicted. So a lot of the people they really don't know you like I do. So they don't. The, the people listen don't really understand that you've been to court over 150 times, probably 200 times by now, and you've won every time. Uh, fighting, fighting, fighting custody for your daughter, and and being berated against. Uh, th- and then the, this latest challenge is is with your um is with your wife. But tell 
tell the tell them a little bit about if you if you want to you don't have to um um tell them a little bit about all those times you went to court and how you represented yourself and that you're a military man and how you did that now don't, don't right, take so. don't take five minutes man like a minute or two no i'll make it real real brief <laughs> guys i turned down west point military academy in 1985 to be a family man one day my dad had turned down the naval academy in 1958 to be a family man one day my dad is a great guy he married my mother had four kids i'm one of the four i'm the only one that went into the military and in 1985 i never deviated i got offered all these opportunities in the military all i ever wanted to do was be a family man i moved back to kentucky in 1992 to buy a home, settle down, get married, and have a family. I did in that order, but I picked some really screwed up women along the way. My <laughs> former wife's marriage was a no. We never consummated the marriage. My daughter of my mother was created out of wedlock because I started getting desperate at 42, and I fornicated. And my wife has been dealing with that at my side the entire duration of our relationship. And I just had 10 years of falsified criminal allegations, 10 of them, dropped as of December the 5th last year. That weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Now I'm going for full custody of my daughter. And I have a Catholic male judge in Clark County, Indiana, that's going to be signing an order for me because if not, I'm going to be turning them in for judicial misconduct. Okay. That's how much I've studied the law, guys. I made it about the law to win favor with my daughter and my wife. So don't mm-hmm. ever think you can't put your mind to something to accomplish it. Yep. Yep. Good job. So Scott, I got another caller, but man, it's nice to hear from you, brother. And thanks for thanks, calling, bud. man. Call anytime. You're, okay? my, you're my brother from another mother. <laughs> All right. Uh, take it easy, man. Thanks again. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, fellas. Uh, that is, uh, that was Scott from, uh, from Louisville. And he is, uh, he's, a. Uh, He's a he's a he's a good man. He's a good man. I know he sounds rough and and kind of abrasive, but he's been through a lot. And you know, me and him have worked together before. And and it's uh, you know he'll he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, I had Matthew Zinner in the um, in the uh, in the comments ask. He said she had kept so much hidden before the marriage. I wonder if the marriage was valid. And when I read that, I was like, oh, you know, but you know what? As I was thinking about it when Scott was talking about his wife, because I know a lot about that situation, you know, that's what that's what true annulments are for. Um, you know, I, I think that's a good point, Matt, that, yeah, man, I mean, it's like the, the, the thing I use with the guys I coach all the time, as I say, you know, because, well, really, I have to explain this to Protestants because I, I, I work with Protestant men, too. So those of you that don't know what Protestants are, Protestants are are they're called Protestants because they are in protest of the Catholic Church. Believe it or not, the Catholic Church is Christ's church. Okay. We can talk about that another time. But it's but but this lets you know that that the Catholic Church is Christ's church because Protestants have left the Catholic Church or left the Catholic Church five or six hundred years ago in protest of the church. Um and so basically I talk to Protestants all the time and they're in my program and I tell them that an annulment is kind of like, even though now, look, you Orthodox Catholics don't get on my butt because <laughs> I know what you're going to say. It's candy. They give it out like it's candy. 
I know they do. It don't matter. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven, okay? So get over it. <laughs> uh, but my point of what it is, I'd say annulment, the best way to explain an annulment, especially to a Protestant, because they don't really understand it. Um, and a lot of cats don't really understand it. So I tell the guys, listen, so basically what annulment is, let's say you and your wife were going to get married. And before you guys got married, your wife is a lesbian. She doesn't tell you she's a lesbian. So one day you come home <laughs> and you go in the bedroom and your wife is in the bed with another woman. And you go, Okay, now I know a lot of you guys are gonna go, oh, I jump in. Okay, other than that, <laughs> other than that, you go, hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing that for? And she goes, I, I I know I'm a lesbian, but I didn't tell you. You're right, you didn't tell me, you know, and so that is a valid reason for an annulment. Okay, why when Jesus says it's unlawful. It, it means that it is unlawful in that it was not the way it was. The marriage never was. And so if somebody lies before a marriage and then they marry the person anyway and don't tell that person, the reason why the situation I just said, Matt, is um, is uh, is 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 val is a is a valid annulment to go through the annulment is because the one the wife didn't give her husband. The, the opportunity to say, you know what, even though you're a lesbian, I'll marry you and we get married. Now, once he says, I, I, don't, I don't care if you're a lesbian or not, and then you guys get married, there's no annulment. There's no valid annulment. Okay. And I know today that the the tribunals don't really go to the letter of law like they should. And, and a lot of people get annulments that shouldn't. But when I, the way I teach the guys is, I don't really, when I'm coaching men, I don't even bring up annulment until it's the last, 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 last resort. That means that the man I've coached, he is a changed man. He loves God. He's the man that God created him to be. He's becoming very holy, and he has become the husband that his wife needs, but she is too prideful to see it and still is rejecting the Holy Spirit. When a wife rejects the Holy Spirit and we've been dealing with this for months and months or, or even a year or, or so, then it comes to a point where a man has to decide, do I go for an annulment or do I keep chasing my wife? Um, and it, uh, I always say you keep going until there is an annulment. Until that annulment paper is signed, that is your wife in the eyes of God because the divorce is only in the eyes of who? The state. That's why Divorces mean nothing in the eternal world. And you people that got divorced and you leave and, and you listen to these people, these clergy that aren't preaching properly and telling you these things, you are going to regret it. Because remember, this is this world is a test. It's not about it's about heaven and getting there, which means if you say you love God, then that means what? That means I'm obedient to God. That's what that means. The love of God means obedience. It doesn't mean anything else. It's not this emotional, flippy-floppy, wussy-wussy stuff. The true test of your love for God is only one thing, obedience to him, which means you love him and you don't want to disappoint him like Scott was saying. All right? That's what this is about. 
So that's what a valid annulment is. Another thing for a valid annulment is a valid annulment. Let's say, you know, you and your wife, before you got married, your wife was taking contraception. That's a no-brainer, right? That's a no-brainer. That means you're not open to life. Now, let's talk about some stupid stuff. Stupid stuff. Well, he emotionally abused me. Okay, first of all, emotional abuse could mean anything. It can mean anything. This is why the church doesn't, or when I, when I say the church, Christ church, when I say the church, I mean, I mean Christ. The church, the Catholic church says what Christ says. And a lot of people, I think people should never say the church teaches this or the church says that. Why? Because that makes it too easy for people to go, well, that's what that church says. That's not what Christ said. And we all know if you're Catholic, whether you want to believe it or not, Christ is the church. Everything that the church, that the Catholic church teaches is what Christ brought down for 2,000 years. He started with the apostles. Okay. So now that's why when a bad annulment is what? Emotional abuse or psychiatric problems or all that kind of crazy mess. And we get annulments and that's what kind of Scott was talking about. And, and I think what Matthew's talking about too, is that, you know, these candy giving away annulments when there's no valid reason for it. Um, and, and I, and I agree and it's painful, man. But on the other hand, it's 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 if 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 the priest, the apostles have said what you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven is what Christ said. So if they're giving out a numbers like candy, whether you agree with it or not, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. So that being said, next up, I uh, have a special guest in the queue. Um, who, uh, her name is KK and I'm going to see if she is still there. Hopefully. Hello. Hello. KK, are you there? I'm here. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, I know you, uh, you, you listen, you listen to Scott. He's a, he's a tough character, ain't he? He is something else. He is something else. That's why I love him. Uh, but you can say whatever you want about Scott. He's the kind of dude. He don't stay mad at you. If you get into it with him, you friends the next day. That's how I look at it too. We might get into it, but we friends the next day. That's how it works with a man. Okay. So sweetheart, what do well, you got? Husband? What have you got for me today? Well, I, my husband will not go to mass. He's never really been. I guess when we were dating, he kind of did go. And we got married and baptized our children. Um, but he just doesn't go. I can't get him to go. Okay. What can I do? So the first thing you can do. I don't do... want my husband to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always say he's on the road, but he ain't there yet. So let's try to keep him from there. So the main thing when I talk to wives is about the matter of fact, the Catholic, the Catholic marriage minute is about the same thing um, that you're asking. Um, and so I'll go into that more in depth here in a minute. But um, the thing about first thing about your husband, you can't nag him. You can't nag him. The role of the wife is to 
guide her husband. If you guide him, he will eventually listen. If you nag the hell out of him, he will just, you just sound like noise and he will just tune you out. That's not, that's not one man. That's all men. That's just how we are made. I don't know why. I think it has to do a lot with the curse of Eve. So the curse of Eve is during the fall when, um, when Adam's punk butt um, ate the apple and then tried to blame it on his wife. And, uh, you know, and so God noticed that in that situation, in that scripture, God didn't call Eve out. He called Adam out. That's another proof for all you wives out there and all you men out there that are wusses that don't want to lead your family and be responsible for it. Lead your marriage, I'm sorry, and be responsible for it. Proof that you are responsible. Because in that scripture, what did God do? He said, Adam, bring your butt here. <laughs> and he said, what did you do? He didn't say, hey, Eve, come here. What did you do? Matter of fact, he didn't say, Adam and Eve, come here. What did you do? <laughs> he said, no, Adam, come here. What did you do? Okay. And that's what that, that's, that shows that. In the eyes of God, the man is responsible for his marriage, for his house, for everything. All right. So that being said, the pro I know you're not going to want to hear this, KK, but what I tell my wives is until your husband gets it together, you have got to be the spiritual head of your family. I know you're probably already working eight to 12 hours a day or you're homeschooling and you got 10 kids there and you're, home, and you're, you're teaching all, you're dealing with kids or whatever you're doing. That's already a lot of work because that's your main job is the nurture of the children. But if your husband is not doing his job, then you got two jobs. I'm sorry. That's why people that get divorced, they're, they're, they're causing more problems than in their lives than it's worth. Unless your husband is beating you or he is a chronic infidel, or, you know, he's a chronic adulterer. Even then, you're not, even then, divorce is not warranted. But that being said, right now, you're going to have to be the spiritual head of your family. So, what does that mean? That means that, first of all, you're going to have to be in the spiritual battle daily, you, until he gets together and he understands. Now, when I say guide your husband, that means that. You ask him, sweetheart, every week, you say, sweetheart, I'm, we go, me and the kids are going to mass at the 830 mass, at the 830 Latin mass. Um, will you come? He might say yes. He might say, get the hell away from me. Either way, no matter what he says, as his wife, you got to be you got to be at peace with it. Why? Because God's working on him and you are part of the Holy Spirit getting in his head. And remember, also remember when you talk to your husband, even though he doesn't, he even though he doesn't respond or act the way you want, when he's by himself, he listens. He he considers everything you say. But when he's in front of you, his pride will allow him, especially if he's demonically influenced. And if you want to know what that means, we can go into that in a minute. But he's demonically influenced, and he's that's keeping him from from listening to his his beloved from um, addressing her properly and things like that. And so the thing I ask wives is this, you know, they come to me, they bitch and whine for an hour. And I don't say one word for an hour. I just let them talk. At the end of that hour, I go, here's the question I'm going to ask you, KK. 
the same question I asked them. What have you done as his beloved wife to get him to change his heart? What have you done? I pray. Uh, well, I pray rosaries for him. I cook his favorite meals. I try and be pleasant. And I don't think I'm a real nagger. Good. I don't think I nag. Good. Good. So you're a rarity. <laughs> I just want to say you're a rarity in women um, because most of them, after they bitch for that hour, and I ask them what. So basically, what I tell them is this: I try to encourage them to be the spiritual head until their husband is ready. And what that means is, how many roses have you prayed? How many pleas have you made to God, to the Holy Spirit, to ask Him to change the heart of your husband? What have you done? How many rosaries? How many how many masses have you been to for him? How many uh, how many how many how many adorations during the week have you went for him? You know how many hail marys have you prayed for him? How how much have you fasted for him? A wife's prayers for her husband are powerful, but you can't do it. Be like you can't think like a man and pray for two weeks and go. Well, he still ain't going to mass, so I'm done. You have to be like. Is it St. Monica KK that prayed for her, uh, her St. Augustine for 20 years or something? I forget. I'll get them mixed up. But anyway, um, you you are have to be godless perseverance. So your prayer must be long and it must persevere. And then you will get your um, you will get the answers. But that's what you got to do right now. You've got to be the one to enter the spiritual battle. Now, your husband's prayers are more strong and more effective for the marriage and the family than yours, but your prayers are just as strong uh, when you pray for him. Um, and that's what I would, that's what I would, I would have, I would tell you that, you know, you guide your husband and you, you, you keep the love and you will, the more you pray, like I just told you to, the more love you will feel for your husband. Um, and the more you would be at peace with it and God will, the Holy Spirit will guide you. If you start nagging him or start wanting to leave or let some other man fancy you. Um, you, the Satan will enter into between you and your husband even more. And then, or you are, or even if if you listen to divorced women and single women, do not talk to other women about your marriage to your husband, especially if he's a good husband. Because you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna try to steal your husband from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I hear that. So, do you have any? So, what do you think about what I said? I'll consider what you said. I could probably pray a little more. Yeah, I know it's tough. That's why it's called a battle. That's why it's called a battle because it's a battle with yourself, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, sweetheart, thank you for calling. And um, I am going to finish this show. And please call back again. You had a great question. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. So our next segment, we are going to finish the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute. And that's how we roll. Sometime if there's a, if a caller comes through, I might just move the show around. That's why going live is a little different than just taping the show. 
and editing it and putting it out. When you go live, you know, it might throw the it might turn the show all upside down. So that's kind of what it does. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute content of so of what is of of my wife wants a divorce. What are the clues that my wife wants a divorce? Um, and that is okay. So let's let's kind of recap a little bit. So the reason I developed these clues. So basically, I have I have I, this is number eleven. So I've got like nineteen more. So over the next nineteen shows, I'll finish this series. And so these clues are clues that let you know that your wife is unhappy, that she wants to, that she's thinking about divorce. And remember, fellas, remember, fellas, remember, fellas, that your wife is very sophisticated when it comes to relationships. Don't think she's not. Now, what do I mean by that? Women are very sophisticated when it comes to relationships because they have great instincts, just like when it comes to the to the faith, to the Christian faith. Women have very good instincts when it comes to relationships and children. Women have great instincts. Why? Because they're nurturers and they feel it and they understand it. So if you're a wife, these clues I'm giving you, if you want to know the other 11, the other 10, just go to CatholicAlpha.com and... Um, you can listen to the, the Catholic Alpha Radical podcast, or you can look at the blog and look at that. But um, what you've got to understand is if your wife, women are very sophisticated. What I mean by that is what they will do is they are planning to leave a year or two before you as her husband even has a damn clue. <laughs> even has a clue that there is a problem. It's like when your wife, you and your wife making love and she fakes a climax. <laughs> you thought she had one. She didn't. Women are very good actors. So they can make you believe because they know you. So they can make you believe a lot of things. This is why you must learn and pay attention to the habits and the movements of your wife. If you do, you will know when things are wrong before she knows when things are wrong. And then what does that mean? That means if you're a responsible, good, great husband, like I've been try I'm trying to teach you, then you will know there's a problem before she knows. And then you can move to do what? You can move to solve that problem with her and for her before it becomes serious or before it stacks up on other problems. And then you look up a year down the road, instead of one problem, there's 40 problems. Then that's when you need coaching. That's when you need coaching. When you've got five or 10 or 20 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 100 problems in your marriage, not just your marriage, in your financial world, with your kids. When all of this stuff comes around you and you are, in, in, you are swamped with problems, you need a marriage coach to get you out of it. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's the truth. Okay? So, next. So, that being said, let's talk about what is the number 11 clue that your wife wants a divorce. So, I probably should have went over the first 10, but I'll tell you what. In tomorrow's show, I'll do that. I'll make sure I go put the uh, – the because uh, people listen to this, they always want to know, well, what's number 10? What's number 9? What's number 8? 
So what you can do, but what you can do is you can go to CatholicAlpha.com and go to the the Catholic, click on the podcast, and you can go to Catholic Alpha Radical, or you can go to the blog part, and then you can um do you can uh look at the other ones. All right. So so what is the number eleven clue that your wife wants a divorce? Drum roll, please. You have stopped going to mass and entering the spiritual battle daily. KK nailed it. Woohoo! <laughs> Is that a coincidence or what? So, have you, as the authority in your home, stopped going to mass or church for you Protestants out there? If so, you've basically told God that you don't need Him and that you so called have it all under control, right? I'm a man. I don't need you. I got it all under control, Holy Spirit. I have guys come to me all the time. And we go through, I help them for free. And then we get to the end of the call and I go, so, hey, man, come on, get this help and save your marriage. Oh, well, I got to go pray about it. You got to go pray about it. See, this is this is people that don't understand their faith. There's people that, you don't, that don't understand their faith. So you telling me you believe I can help you, but you got to go pray about it. So that means what? So here's how. Prayer work. Here's how God works, man. God works through people. God don't go work through the supernatural, through through spirits. Okay, it doesn't work that way. It's like the man in that's in the middle of the ocean and he's shipwrecked. He's in the middle of the ocean, and then a helicopter comes to save him. And he says, "Nah, go away. God's gonna save me." Then uh, a boat comes and says, "Hey, man, get on this boat." No, nah, don't worry. God's got the control. He'll help me. Or Let's say somebody in a jet ski comes and says, hey, man, come on, get on this jet ski with me. I'm going to take you out of here. No, that's okay. God's, God, God's going to save me. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. The Holy Spirit, God, just sent you three avenues to get out of the ocean, man. Take one of them and go. So when a guy comes to me and he sits before me and we're talking and he goes, I got to go pray about it. That's, a, that's an excuse to be weak. Because God, out of all the people on the internet that talk about helping you save your marriage, you just, God just happened. No, no, I'm sorry. Not God. You just happened to see me. You just happened to watch a video. You just happened to scale an appointment with me. You just happened to be sitting here talking to me. And that wasn't the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that wasn't the Holy Spirit, huh? That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. So that being said, Understand how God works. Learn how God works. Learn your faith, okay? And when God presents you help, take it. Just like when your wife whispers in your ear and talks to you, you should be listening to her. Everything she says, even when you don't want to, that's what a real husband is, a real man is, all right? Why? Because your wife is your helpmate. She's your guide. She's your beloved. She's not your partner. She's not some... Do that work you talk to. She's not some golf course buddy. She is your beloved. All right. So next. So I must ask you, do you really, when husbands and fathers abandon God for the pleasures of self, they open the door to the demonic. What does this do? It leaves their wife and home open to evil and chaos when they don't go to mass, when they, when they don't embrace God. If you expect your wife and children to not be affected by this, you are mistaken. You are the authority in your home given by God, and this means you are tasked to protect it physically and spiritually to defend it. 
This is what I talked about earlier. As a man, you have a threefold mission to protect, to protect, physically protect your home and your marriage and your children, to defend, to defend your home against the demonic. To defend your home against the demonic. Please understand that. Okay? Your third mission as a man is to serve. You don't go around telling everybody what to do. You don't go around telling everybody to fix themselves when you're a lump, when you're a bump of the log, when you're not passionate about your wife. How's your wife going to change when you're not passionate? You're boring. You have no, you know, you don't want to ever do nothing. You don't make her laugh. You don't do nothing. How's your wife going to want to change and even be part of that or even want to have sex with you? Think about that. Well, she don't want to have sex with me, Jerry. The reason she doesn't want to have sex with you, man, because you ain't doing nothing. You don't, you don't, you don't inspire passion in her. You want to, you inspire love for her. This is why God made us the, the, the leader of our home, because we are supposed to serve, which means what? You serve God first, your wife and marriage second, your children third, and your dirty butt last. That way, if you're working 24 hours a day and you're serving your wife and you're making sure she has all her needs are taken care of and you, you you spend time with your children and you make sure they're doing okay, then, every, then when something goes wrong with you, everybody in the home wants to help. They want to help. They want to support you. They, you know, God is there. He gives you graces when you support, when you do what you're supposed to do, those other three entities, God, your wife, and your children, they're there for you. But when you all you think about is your own dirty self all the time, you don't you're selfish, you have ego, you don't listen, you only consider you, nobody cares about you then. Just because you go to work and bring home food and bacon, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. People kill me these days, want credit for stuff they're supposed to be doing. It's the little things that your wife loves about you. The little things, how you rub her feet, how you kiss her neck. How you hold her hand when you're laying in the bed and going to great go to sleep. Those are how you maybe, you know, maybe you might wash the dishes for her when she's at work and comes home and the dishes are done. Those little things your wife knows you don't have to do. She she know, and that makes her realize he did that because he loves me. That's how you keep your marriage going, man. Okay. Next. Your family does what you do and goes where you lead them. If you fail in this great task. Your marriage will suffer. Your children will suffer and you will suffer. If you don't defend your home from the demonic by praying and sacrifice for your wife and children, who will? That's a great point. If you don't enter the spiritual battle daily against the demonic, against Satan, for your wife, who is? Who is? Father Ripperker, I love him. He taught me a lot about how to be a man because I didn't, I didn't really know. Um, and he taught me a lot. And one of the things he says is, if you know, you your you lead your family goes where you go. Your family goes where you go. And if you think, and I say this, if you think that your wife and your children are going to change before you do, you got another thing coming. Another thing coming because they see no need to, because instinctually. Even if your wife is Hillary Clinton, <laughs> instinctu instinctually, your wife and your ch and your children are waiting on you to get it together because they think they're like you. They think they got it together. <laughs> All right. 
So if you're not praying and sacrificing for your wife and children and God, who is going to do it? Who? Nobody. That's why it's your responsibility. In your home, your prayers are more effective than anyone else's, including your wife's, when it comes to defending your home from evil. For this reason, you must be in grace with God in order to defend your family against the evil one. So what does that mean? So to defend, you must be in grace, okay? In grace with God means what? I took my butt to confession in Matthew 16, 18, whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. That's why priests have confession and they are authorized, given authority by God to forgive the sins of men. Priests do not act, priests are not acting like men. They are not representing themselves in the confessional. They are representing Christ. Because God knows in his infinite wisdom that people need to hear out of somebody's mouth, I forgive you, you are absolved, uh, you, uh, you know, whatever. They need to hear you are forgiven. I'm, when you say I'm sorry, you, some of you hear somebody say that, that's okay, it's okay, it's all right, I got your back. That's why confession is so important because it gives you grace. It's a sacrament. It gives you grace, which means sacred. So when you go to confession, it gives you the grace to go out there and retool and man up and be strong. And when you're in grace with God, which means what? I have not committed any mortal sins. So what are mortal sins? Mortal sins are I murdered some. Basically, it's against the Ten Commandments. I stole something. Uh, I, 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 I killed somebody. I raped somebody. I took contraception and birth control. Um, I put my PP where it's not supposed to go. You know, that kind of stuff, you know, so it's important that we're in grace with God because as men, our power becomes way more stronger, way more effective when it comes to our family and our home. Now, look, you can say, Jerry, you're full of crap. You know what? That's cool. To me, you can say whatever you want. But guess who believes me? The demons believe me because they know. That's why the demons can attack and win you over because you think. There's no supernatural world, and guess what? It doesn't mean anything. It's not true. That's why you must defend your home against the satanic. If you don't, nobody will. Your wife is going to try, and it's going to work, but it's, it, she needs your help. Your wife needs your help, okay? All right? Next. So, for this reason, you must be in grace with God in order to defend your family against the evil one. And when you wimp out, always finding something else to do, but your most important job given by God, you're letting him down and your wife down and your children. Look, while you're distracted by job, hobbies, and other pleasures of the mind and flesh, Satan enters your home, walks right past you, and gets in bed with your wife and kids. Please think about what I just said. Real men attend mass every Sunday, and if they're holy, they go to daily mass too. <laughs> and adoration while we at it. Real men pray, suffer, sacrifice, and do penance for their wife and children daily. Real men act as Christ did and die for something greater than themselves. So when you stop entering the spiritual battle to protect your family, your wife sees with you that you are digressing as a man. And she starts to think, I'm getting out of here. I'm putting up. I'm putting up with this. I'm not, listen, he ain't trying to even try to do right. I'm getting out of here. Okay. This can cause a loss of respect and emotional closeness with your wife. Look, my brother, this life is a test. It is a test. Please try to understand that. Everything you do, 
Every decision you make, nothing is a coincidence in this life. It's all a test to determine are you worthy to stand in front of God at the beatific vision and be judged the way in the way a holy man, a Christian soldier is supposed to be judged. Can you be obedient? That's what this is about. That's the test. And every decision you make is part of that test. If your ultimate goal in life is pleasure, are you really the man you think you are? Are you worthy of the gift of wife and children that God has given you? Are you worthy to spend eternity with them in heaven with Christ? See, when men come to me to, for me to help them in their marriage, they're not worthy of, 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 of that wife and that family that God has given them. They've lost perspective. And so the thing I have to do overall is to get them to become worthy again, to get them to become worthy of the gift of that wife and of those children, to realize those are gifts, which means if something's a gift, you're not entitled to it. All right. Once I get the man to become worthy of his wife and children again, then his wife and his children, especially his wife, will look at herself and say, how can I now become worthy of him? And if you can get your wife to think like that instinctually, that's when you're on the road to a happy, holy, passionate marriage that will last forever and spend time. Okay. In the end, as you stand before God, he won't ask you how much money did you bring with you. He won't ask you where that brand new BMW is. He won't ask you, did that great career go good today? There's only one question you'll get, and that is, my son, where are your wife? My son, where are your children? And why didn't you bring them with you? So as we close today, I ask you, what kind of man are you trying to be? A man of pleasure and selfishness or a man of suffering and sacrifice? Bam. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... 
marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Remember, I'm here each and every Monday through Friday, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern, um, and um, to answer your questions about your marriage crisis. So as you saw today, uh, we try, I try my best to, to help you and listen and not interrupt and try to do what I can to hear your story and to help you. Um, and if you want to call, I'm here Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. All right. So in conclusion. As we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.